tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is June the 18th, 2014. Hope you're having a great day today. You know, there's um, sometimes we get up out the bed and just go, okay, what's going on? What is, I, I don't get this. I know um, I plan for a better day than this. What happened? Well, I can tell you nothing happened. If anything, all of this is not an accident. As a matter of fact, it has a great deal to do with everything that is happening in your life. These things are connected, and they're connected in a wonderful way, a way that many of us cannot fathom. And we, we tend, when these things happen, to really question ourselves and say, what is, what's up here? Why is it that I woke up this morning with no intention of having a headache? I woke up this morning with absolutely no intention of having things turn out the way that it appears that they're turning out. But the truth be told, be grateful. All of this stuff that's going on in your life is happening and working for your good. The issue is, are you able to grasp why the why of it? And, and let me take this um, a, a step sideways for a second. When I say the why of it, there's so many times that life throws what we think, and I'm going to underline that word or that phrase, what we think is a curveball, when in fact it's really not a curveball at all. It's divine intervention that's taking place to give you divine timing. How so, yes, Doc? How can that be? Because if this is divine timing, why in the heck do I have a headache right now? If this is divine timing, why are things going every which way but the right way? And it seems that no matter what I do, how I do it, or whom I do it with, I'm right back where I started again. Well, I'm going to say this to you. How could you learn anything in life? without experiencing some contrast. And it is the contrast place in your life that allows you to, with clarity, get a better view of the things that are going on in, through, and around you. Unfortunately, here's where we get jacked up. There is so much religious crap out there, and there is so much uh, deception all in the name of God, which I think I would, I don't know how some of these guys get up in a pulpit on TV and tell you that if you send me $25, I'm going to send you some oil. And if you rub this oil on your head, your life is going to get better instantly. If you do that, let me cut him out the way and tell you, send me that money. I promise you, I'll call you and tell you your sins are forgiven and you'll be all right. But the truth be told, a lot of what you're going through has absolutely nothing to do with sin. It has nothing to do with being successful. Uh, moreover, success is rooted in 
how you perceive your life. There are times that we ask ourselves, what is it that I'm missing? What is it that I am doing over and over again only to find myself right back where I started? Well, I'm going to throw the first one at you. The first thing that you're doing wrong is you think something is wrong. Life is what it is, and it's, uh, it's nothing wrong. If anything, some of the things that you perceive to be problems and that you perceive to be, let's just say, setbacks, even prayers being denied, all of that stuff is just redirect. And if, if it didn't happen, how could you know the right direction to take unless you'd gone down the wrong path more than once? You know, I've got a, a friend of mine that's going to be joining, joining us later today in this program. I know some of you may have heard of him. If you haven't, you've probably been living under a rock somewhere. But he has a uh, new record coming out called The Two by Four, his last mega hit was called the Cupid Shuffle. That particular song is it. what I love about it, and it's what I want you to love about your life. No matter what's going on, no matter be it a wedding, after grandma's funeral, a divorce party, the birth of a child, when people play, play this music, everyone gets up and dances to it and becomes engaged and enthused. Now, you ask yourself, why? Well, it's real simple. We are pre-wired for happiness. And with that stated, the things that are irritants so that we think, the people that show up on the scene in our lives that we feel, I know Satan sent you. <laughs> why do I have to work with this person? Why in the dickens... Do I have to deal with that person? Well, I'll be the first to tell you that it, it is not, that is not the case. As a matter of fact, though, probably one of the biggest issues that we have when we um, find ourselves discombobulated by these circumstances is something is going awfully right, and we perceive it to be going wrong because what's taking place is there's a disconnect. There is a, um, a reordering of your footsteps. And when those footsteps get reordered, typically we don't like that. And the reason why we don't like that is because it just simply does not make sense to us. And things that don't make sense to us tend to not only get on our nerves, but they tend to frustrate us in ways that you would otherwise never accept or even believe or connected to the beauty of your life. Um, as we look at some of this stuff, the issue for many of us is how do I make sense of what is not, what it is, what's not right right now? How does that connect to my destiny? Well, I said earlier a lot of the reasons that we fail at the things we fail at is because we're confused. We're, we're not paying attention to the facts. We're not paying attention to the very essence of life, the very things that are sent in our lives to create what I termed earlier was that contrast. And that contrast is 
being denied opportunity. That contrast is the blockage of what we feel to be blockage that is saying not now. Now, does not now mean not ever? No, but that's what we do. If you're like most people, when God slows you down, when he tells you, take a pause from the cause, all of a sudden we feel that our fantastic plan, our pursuit, we feel that the things that, you know, I've been married uh, to this person for going on more than a minute now. I've been married to this man or this woman for 10, 20 years. We've had kids together. What in the hell has happened to us? You know, I'm sleeping with the enemy. I just, I woke up with a stranger. Who is this person in my bed that is being so mean to me that's um, not even asking how my day went? Or here's the other side. I've been on this job. I've been working at this company. I've given them my all. I seldom even take a day off. As a matter of fact, I come to work not feeling well, sick. My child is sick. And I put this business before I put my family. Why are they laying me off? Why did I just get a demotion instead of a promotion? Why did they, uh, why didn't they give me some warning? Another example is I put this business plan together. I saved up my money. I quit my job, man. I, I put all of me into what I thought was something God himself told me to do. After you've been through so much, dear one, I understand that it is very hard sometimes to get up the courage to just get out of bed in the morning. But it is on those days, the days when you feel most like saying, I just can't do this anymore. I can't hang. I'm tired. Uh, Not only am I tired, I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I'm very frustrated. How could this be a sign from God that I'm actually on track? Well, I've got some very good news for you. That is exactly the sign. If we did not have some of the things happen to us that happen, we would never enrich our character, nor would we know what real faith is about because, you know, it is easy to have faith, real easy, as long as you've got a pocket full of money, as long as you've got gas in your car and you feel pretty good. You know, we take normal for granted. I, I remember my children would often say to me, Daddy, I'm bored. <laughs> And I would look at them, and well, and being a hypocrite, just like you are a hypocrite when your kids tell you, you got mama, daddy, I'm bored, or you're grown behind and sitting there going, man, I'm bored. Well, you can only be bored if nothing is wrong. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about the fact that as you work toward these goals, these visions that you've been given, as you get up every day, you said your prayers before you went to bed or right when you got up and you're like, Lord, you know, give me a sign that I'm doing the right thing. And I know whether it was just one person listening to this program right now or 10 million, and there are definitely millions of you listening, 
I want you to know that you, yes, I'm talking to you, you the person that um, has been saying, you know, I don't even know what to do next. Um, I'm kind of, why is it I'm not unhappy, but I'm damn sure not happy either. I'm not um, just, I'm just kind of existing. Well, snap out of it. I want you to rest and the fact that God has your back and that it is no accident that you're listening to this program. The the very fact that something led you to check your email, to go ahead and say, let me dial in. Some of you listen to this program every Sunday night at 730 and every Wednesday at noon, uh, Central Standard Time. Some of you this is the first time you've ever heard my voice and you're going, okay, what in the hell is he talking about? It's not an accident that you're here. Just like these things that are going on in your life right now are not an accident. Everything that you have that is a setback is really a setup. It is divine intervention taking place in a quagmirish set of circumstances Circumstances that don't make any doggone sense at all. Is you know you, you ask yourself, well, Doctor D, man, it's easy for you to say that you're Doctor D, man. You, you're sitting up talking to a million people, and you know you're running around. Look, bro, sister, let me tell you something. First of all, before I was ever Doctor D, I had some days just like the day you're having. I had days where I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know those days where you just get to a point where you've been going to church so long, you just get up one morning and say, I ain't going. What's the point? You prayed so much and you feel like those prayers aren't getting answered and you go, why? What's the point? You've been loyal to someone or some institution, some organization, only to walk in the room and hear them talking about you behind your back, even to the point where people that allegedly love you, are looking at you and saying, why do you even bother? Why are you still at that place? Why why aren't you giving up? Well, I'm going to tell you why you haven't given up, and I'm going to tell you why you're still at that place, because it is not time for you to leave yet. I had um, one of my clients talking to me the other week, and this person is in a very – uh, dysfunctional relationship, and they they said, Doc, I gotta go, but I can't because I don't have the resources. And they said, you know, I just if I could just get hold of this money, and it seems like everything that I do, I try borrowing the money. I I I've tried to you know do a little bit of extra things on on the side to get it and it seems that even when I do get some extra money I got to put it into my car I got to put it into one of the kids why am I still here cuz I know damn well it's time for me to go and I looked at my dear client and I said have you ever thought about that God has a plan that's a little bit bigger than what you can see right now and I'm not being religious. This, you know, if you guys know me, and if you don't, you will. It, I, it's so funny. I've been asked to speak at a lot of 
faith-based institutions and churches. And, and and I know the pastor's sitting over there going, I love this cat, but I hope he doesn't say damn or hell or nothing. But inevitably, I've actually slipped and done it because I believe that there is a language. And, and maybe my language isn't comfortable for you. If it is, bear with me because you're behind me to be listening to this program right now. That's why you're here. So, Go ahead and just, you know, take a pause for the cause, and the cause is you. Take some time to be one with yourself. Um, I am wanting you to first accept the next thing. You know, that first thing is you're, you are where you're supposed to be in the midst of what you perceive to be a mess. But here's that second thing. It's happening for a reason. That's right. All of it, I mean every last bit of it, is happening for a reason. There were many a day when I was on my way to the end and to the first stages of this journey, this journey I'm calling my life, or this journey you're calling your life, and I would sit contemplating, wondering, God, you know, why? Why me? seems if I take one or two steps forward, I end up taking three steps back. The very people that I count on, they let me down, they betray me, they talk about me, they lie to me, home me. Why is it that I'm helping other people and people are coming to me saying, you know, well, would you pray for me? Hell, I need you. I can't even pray for myself. How am I going to pray for you? And after reaching that point so many times, it finally dawned on me that if these people could come to me and ask for my prayers and my support, if they could compliment me on whatever it was I was doing right at the time, and for you, some of you, what you do right is you're just nice. You're just kind to people. But see, being kind to someone is part of your training, isn't it? For others of you, can I borrow 5 or $6 now? I'm telling you, stop giving your crackhead relatives money. <laughs> That's a whole other show. But, uh, you know, start being discerning of who you should help. I don't know that's for you probably. You know, I know that's for you because you keep helping the wrong people and wondering why it ain't working out right when really you should stop helping everybody else and focus on yourself. Perhaps it's time. Like what I told my client, I said, you're you're sitting here, you're asking why you're still there. Have you ever stopped to think sometimes you get held in a holding pattern? And and let's just liken that. If you've ever flown, one of the worst doggone things in the world that can happen when you're flying is you take, like I remember this so, so many times, it takes uh, relative, uh, probably about an hour, maybe a little bit less, to fly from Houston, Texas to Dallas or from Charlotte, North Carolina to Atlanta, San Francisco, down to L.A. And each one of these places, I've been on flights that it took less or around an hour to go from one city to another in the air. But see, here's the problem 
it took me longer sometimes to get home from the airport than it took me to go from one city to another a few hundred miles away. And sometimes I would get to the city and the plane, the pilot would come on and say, well, our landing is delayed and we're just flying in circles. We've already arrived at our destination. Or even worse, I know if any of you travel, you can relate to this. You ever got off the off and landed and the plane hits the runway and you got to wait on all these other planes before the, they can even pull up to the gate? I remember on several occasions that I boarded a flight running my butt off to catch that plane. I'm about to miss it. And then the flight was cool, got where we needed to go, got the, the seat in first class, got the upgrade for free. Everything went right. But when we landed, I couldn't. The, the, I was so pissed. It took longer to, after we landed, to get to the gate and exit the plane than it did for the flight itself. And that's where a lot of you are right now. You've already landed where you're supposed to go. You are already in the midst of a miracle. You are at the birthing stool. You are so ready to give birth to what's been deposited in you. And the problem is, for whatever reason, reasons that are beyond your control, you can't land for nothing. You know, right right about now, there's an organization with whom I'm working in. They've been, you know, it's a really nice organization, good people there, and they've been, well, Dr. Young, we're going we're gonna to write this check. And I was like, you know, like many of you, when people tell you some money coming, you start getting antsy, right? You're ready for that paper. But you have to realize there are times when God has a better idea than you do. And when he has a better idea than you, isn't it only appropriate that you sit back and chill out and learn to hold hold your, as my mother used to say, hold your horses. I wonder where in the hell did that come from because we don't ride horses, even though I'm in Texas, I you know, I very seldom. But I, hold your horses, be still. And, and when you look at how God deals with you and hearing God's voice and, and understanding divine timing, God will tell you, be still. I know for me, with my attention deficit having behind, being still is one of the hardest things in the world for me to do. And it may maybe it's not that way for you, but when I am ready to embrace destiny, when I'm ready to feel my change come back in my pocket, you know, there, there are times when we have to ask ourselves, oh, God, did you really bring me this far? to leave me, and I'm here to tell you, no, he didn't. He did not do that. As a matter of fact, what I want you to do right now, right this very minute, is get, you already know, somebody's probably going, I know his behind is fixing to say, get a pen and paper out. You are definitely right. Get that pen and paper out. I want you to write down three things. First thing I want you to write down is, thank God I'm right where I am. Because you haven't said that, have you? It's kind of hard to be thankful when you're being held up. You know, it's hard to be thankful when you rush to go and get to the airport and your flight takes off and you're in first class and you didn't even pay for it. And all of a sudden the plane lands and it takes longer to get from the runway 
to the jetway to get off the plane, and it took for the whole trip. Sometimes being in that holding pattern, after you've given your life to this man, you loved him, you watched his draws, his stinking socks, smelled his bad breath in the morning, him screw up your money and his money, and he lied about it, and you didn't say nothing. You just went on. You've been with that woman so long that she even talks about you to your own children, telling you, talking about how stupid you are and what all you're not right there in front of your kids. You've been at that job so long that everybody's getting promoted but you. you watching people that you trained. You trained. <laughs> they have a nerve to have you train somebody that is dumb as Dora. And if your name is Dora, baby, I didn't mean to call you a dummy, so please don't write me, Dora. I'm just using another one of them country phrases. But if you are just if you so slow, you actually kind of like, like watching paint dry. I mean, and you have trained somebody, and they put this person right over you, telling you what to do, and they don't know their head from their tail. And you're asking yourself, God, really? I'm a late. I'm never late. They're late. I come back from breaks on time. Hell, they go to breaks and don't even come back. You ask yourself sometimes, how is it that I've been doing hair, uh, you know, plumbing or baking cakes and doing whatever, and my food is so much better than these people's food, the quality of the services I offer is so much better. Why is it that they have all the customers and I don't? You've been going to this church and your pastor's a freak, his wife is crazy, and you actually care about the kids. You actually can help the old people and the sick folk, and you have a gift for this, but nobody even recognizes you. And you you know how when you're a child, you have your hand up going, I know, I know, I know, and you're just waving your hand, and the teacher calls on everybody else but you. Aren't you tired of knowing that you are ready to step into your role and God will not call on you, these people. You can do this thing, but they, everybody getting hired but you. You've been sitting in the house all this time. You keep going on diet after diet, and your behind keeps getting bigger and bigger. You can't even sleep at night, but I'm going to tell you something, and you're going to know this is, you know, again, I'm not being religious, so don't y'all get with that religious junk on me, but... The Holy Spirit is telling me to tell this to you, and you know who you are. You've been waking up every night between 3 and 5 o'clock, and as you wake up, sometimes you just wake up almost wanting to cry. Other times you just wake up and just, you know that God is trying to tell you something. You just want to know what it is, and then he doesn't say nothing. And you you toss and turn. You even get out to bed and get on your knees. Sometimes you just go use the restroom and get you a glass of water, and you lay back down, and you still are saying, God, if I could just get one single word from you, if you could just give me a sign that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I mean, you don't even, matter of fact, you don't even have to bless me right now. I wish you would, but it's obvious that you you ain't going to. So I can deal with that. I'm, I'm going to stay strong and I'm going to stay faithful, but would you please just do one thing for me, Lord? Give me a sign. Just give me one sign. 
that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And maybe if I have to wait a little longer and maybe if I have to be denied a little bit more and maybe if you won't confirm and put me in a position that you you have groomed me for, you wrote this desire on my heart and you have me yearning, you know, like Charlie Wilson in the Gap Band used to say, I'm yearning for your love. You know, I'm yearning for that which you've taught me to love. I am so ready to be a wife. How come I keep getting these sorry-ass men in my life? You can't send me a good man, God? How? Why is it the man that I want don't want me? Why is it the woman that I want? Why is she cheating on me? Why is it that no matter how much I get my hair done or my hair cut and how good I smell, hell, I even gave this fool some money and they took somebody else out with it. I'm here to tell you, I know you ain't going to believe this. Hell, it's hard for me to believe it too, child, but I'm going to tell you like this. All of it is working for your good. There's a... um, before we go to break, and I just got a text from my, my boy Cupid, who is going to be trying to join us. He's doing some other interviews, so um, he should be calling us in about the 1245 mark because he and I are going on tour this year, and there's a message for it. But in the meantime, there's something I want you to listen to right now. I want you to know I love you madly and know the show is not over. It's not over. We're coming back uh, right after this. But a dear friend of mine um, is named Brian Courtney Wilson. I really suggest that you go out and get his music. It's transforming. Uh, This dude has got a powerful anointing on his life. But this is for the person that's sitting listening to this show right now that feels like I can't take this anymore. I'm tired, and God, would you just give me one sign? I just I just need one sign to help me get through the day because, to be honest, God, I'm about ready to tell everybody to kiss my ass and give up. I am tired, okay? And, you know, I'm, I'm talking to grown folks, so pardon the way I'm saying it, but I got to speak to you in a language that you understand. God told me to play this song for you, and it's uh, it's a serenade from him to you by my friend Brian Courtney Wilson. Listen to this. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. Devon Young and we don't be right.
Brian Courtney Wilson. I just got a text from uh, from my boy Cupid. He's got, he's calling in in a few minutes. Um, I want you to hear this. 
and I want you to really hear this well. You're not alone. There are times when we have these things happen in life that just throw us for a real curve. They they take us to this place, a place where we damn sure don't want to go. But we are there. I want you to stop, and I was saying write some things down, right? And, and I said the first thing I want you to write down is uh, be thankful for where you are. Here's the next thing I want you to write down. Be thankful that you are being delayed. Be thankful that God is holding you up. Be thankful that some of these things that you want to happen right now are not happening, and I'm going to tell you why. That last relationship that you jumped your behind in, that wasn't the one, baby. <laughs> that just was not the one, but you wanted it. And you know what? Your creator is such a gentleman, a nurturing, mother-like figure to you, that the universe allowed you to marry a damn fool. The universe allowed you foolish the universe allowed you to screw your money off and to make a bad decision and to do all of these things because it knew that sometimes, and granted, not all the time, but sometimes experience will be your best teacher. Now, mind you, a wise person learns by listening. You know, you, if, you, if you ever want to learn something, do some research and do some homework. You do not need to walk in space to understand what space is about. You don't have to swim to the bottom of the ocean to learn about an octopus. You, there are things you don't have to go and get bit by a shark to know that one could just devour you. So learning by seeking, learning by asking, learning by living can be wonderful, but sometimes we get a little bit so touchy much and can't nobody tell you but nothing. You you had to go ahead and, and I'm not I love children and I love old people, but there are times when you ain't ready to take care of the folk because how can you take care of a child and you can't even take care of yourself, but you wanted to go ahead and have a baby because he had good hair. That's a black thing for all of my listeners around the world that uh, that have straight hair. I'm going to just tell you, it's a black thing about good hair. Don't ask me. Just, just you know, you'll figure it out later. Or you figured, well, if I marry this rich man, I want to marry a doctor. I want to marry a millionaire. And they bought you trinkets. They dressed you up just like Barbie. You got the car. You got the house, even the jewelry. But see, Barbie can't talk, and you couldn't talk either because you didn't have a voice in this relationship. See, be careful. Oh, be so very careful of what you ask for because you may just actually mess around and get it, and then what? What happens when the very thing that you have been preparing yourself for, you said, I want to have a hit record. All of a sudden, you look up and you've got one. Now what? The people that you thought were your friends probably were your friends until they got a little money in their hands and you got a little money in your hands. And maybe you didn't change, but the fact that the things around you change, change the people around you. 
Now you feel lonely and alone. Now you're realizing that uh, these things that you thought you wanted, these things that seem to be so much a part of the experience that you've been waiting for all your life, they finally messed around and happened. And as they did happen, less and less for you was actually happening. You find yourself, you just got your degree, you can't find a job. You just got married only to find out you married the wrong doggone person. You just started a business. You you bought the furniture, you bought the equipment, you're in the right building, but the phone's not ringing. This is a good time, and this is that third thing I want you to write down. God, what is it you're trying to show me right now about me? You know the beauty of the universe And certain things in your life are not going to happen until you are really ready for them. And when those things don't happen, instead of getting crazy and acting a fool and being stupid, maybe that's the time that it would benefit you most to sit your butt down somewhere and just say, what is it? that you're trying to show me about me. Maybe, let's just say, maybe it's not the people with whom you're working, it's you. Maybe it's not the person you're married to, it's you. Maybe it's not that you didn't do some good planning for the business, and it's not that you didn't go and and have it going on the way you needed to going on, have it going on, but maybe what's going on is you're not as ready as you thought you were, and the beauty part is the universe, your creative God, did not shut you down. <clears throat> he just put everything on pause. I went to see this movie. Um, I think it's called the X-Men or whatever. And one of these guys has this ability to, to move just really, really fast. I mean, he moves faster than a bullet going out of a gun. And there's this one scene, and I promise you need to go see this movie, X-Men. It's a trip because if you, get, if you watch that movie, a lot of it is archetypical, meaning that the embodiment of different aspects of the psyche are represented is what, that, what I'm saying. But there's this guy that just moves so quick that he's moved through everything so fast, and he's moving at a rate so accelerated that he's way ahead of his contemporaries. He's way ahead of other people, so now he's bored. And that's what's going on with you. Sometimes you're moving so fast that you're bored. And what the universe, what God is trying to tell you is you don't have this thing figured out the way that you think you did. And if you, and if you were, if you're ready, let's say you are ready. Let's say that, uh, you know, you've got your stuff going on right now, and you and stuff seems like, okay, this is it. This is my moment. Have you ever stopped to think that maybe it's not just about you? Has it come to your little mind yet that the world does not begin and end with you? It does not revolve around you. So you're being purposely paused, you're being delayed a bit so that 
other things can line up with the vision that has been attached. Attached to you before you were ever born. The things that you think are being delayed, truth be told, they're happening exactly when they're supposed to. And when they're supposed to is not right now. Now the question is, Dr. D, man, how can I tell if it's God's voice? How do I know that he's talking to me? And if he's talking to me, what are the signs that he is talking to me? Glad you asked. I'm going to answer that for you. The first sign God is talking to you is you get in circumstances that your money can't fix. You can't pick up a phone and have anybody fix it either. Mama can't help you. Daddy can't help you. All you can do is just kind of stop. There's this thing, and I said it earlier in the Word, where it says, be still and know that I'm God. See, sometimes you can't hear God talking because you won't shut your mouth. Sometimes you can't see God moving because you won't sit your behind down and be still. There are times when your undivided attention is required. That's the other sign that you know it's God. He put a, he put you on pause and can't nobody do anything about it. For some people, that means that you have to get sick. That means that he physically puts your butt on your backside and you can't you can't move around. Because you've been moving around so much, you've been taking care of everything but you. You're not eating right. You're not sleeping right. You're not resting. And you're wanting prosperity. But what good is prosperity if you don't know what to do with it? If you had the million dollars right now, and all you're going to do is buy you a bigger box of wine, go get you some more weed, go get you some more weave, you're going to go spend some money on a bunch of folks that don't have your interest in heart and don't give a hoot about you, that's why you don't have the money, David. It's not that that God doesn't want to bless you. It's not that he doesn't love you. He knows what you would do with it. And until you grow up and until you become, I, you know, it's funny. I was um, looking at dating and all this stuff. So, you know, I have people, Dr. Young, you're an expert on relationships. Why aren't you married? And I'm like, first, let me educate you guys. A relationship does not complete you. It complements you. And how can you handle love when you don't respect the power of it? See, one reason why I chose not to be married is because I'm married to you guys. I'm married to this program. I'm married to my practice. I'm married to these organizations and to my NFL and NBA players. Um, as a matter of fact, something I want to do, I've got my boy Cupid on the line. I want to bring him into this conversation, and bear with me just a second. Mr. Cupid, what's going on with you, sir? My man, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Uh, I, I know that you're uh, out doing media and doing interviews. What we're talking about today, and, and this is something that I know that you can help our listeners, uh, we've got an, a global audience. People are listening to this program everywhere from Australia to Canada to the Virgin Islands to the U.K. Um, to, to the Caribbean. They're, but all of us have the same issue. We want to know, is that God talking to me and 
if he is talking to me, how come he ain't saying nothing? <laughs> so I know for a fact that you have been there and you've done that, and before you ever wrote that you could shuffle and you were getting positioned for uh, where the platform that you've been given in life, share with our listeners, how did you make it through the nights when you felt like, God, are you listening to me? Do you even hear me? Tell us about that, Cupid. Very tough nights. It's amazing that you say that, man. I was just telling somebody that today. Uh, it, it was it was very tough because I was on tour with Lenny Williams and uh, Marvin Cease and Mel Waiters for a long time, and I just I wanted that break, but I didn't know where it was coming from because so many people were telling me you need to make a song like this, you need to make a song like that, you need to move to this city and that city. I didn't have the resources to do that, and you know, and I didn't want to change who I was. So it's many sleepless nights, many sleepless nights. But the thing I think that kept me going, man, was the fact that I, I, I knew there was a goal I wanted to reach. I didn't know how I was going to get there. But the mm-hmm. drive to reach that goal for me was so strong. And so it's just so strong that, I mean, I, waking up every day was like, well, how many steps forward can I get to this goal? Like, I mean, my drive and desire for that was just so, so, so strong. I was clueless to how I was going to get there now, but – that desire and that will, man, to just want to be, you know, to to be great and be great at what you do has always driven me. But many nights, man, I called on God, like, okay, look. And see, when I talk to God, I I have one of them relationships with God where I talk to him like, hey, hey, God, like, I need your help. Like, really, like, you, you see I'm struggling. Like, I need you. Like, you know, um, very clear cut and open with, 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 with my father, man, and, um, Many nights I was like, hey, what I, what I got to do? And, um, you know, came up with Cupid Shuffle, Out the Blue, song that I didn't even write. I just freestyled in the studio one day. And there it is. So <laughs> Now, you know, now I want to peg right there. Sometimes, uh, America, when we are doing what we feel is just incidental behavior, what we feel is just another bit of the normal, what 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 Cupid said was they wanted me to change who I was, and you had enough sense, thank God, not to do it because we wouldn't have the Cupid Shuffle had you changed who you were. But Cupid, give them, give them what it when you knew in the moment that you know what I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now, and there were signs. What were those signs when you were freestyling Cupid Shuffle? that you knew, you know, I just, without even trying, I just walked into my blessing and didn't even know it. Tell us about that. Well, at the time, um, I was just, you know, again, going, going, dealing with these A&Rs and these record companies about you need to write a song like this and, and so on and so forth. And I'll never forget, the day I wrote Keep the Shuffle, I went to pay my light bill, like right before I got to the studio. And I remember the lady who was the security guard at the door, she kept saying, I love I love the way you sing. I love the way you sing. You need to stop doing all that rap, because of course, being a young African American, you know, the, the, you automatically just get labeled as a hip hop artist, no matter what you do. And I'm like, ma'am, I sing blues. I'm a blues singer. And she's like, no, hey, stop doing that rap. So when I walked in the studio, the very first line in that song I said was, "They say I'm a rapper, and I say no." I spoke my whole testimony in that record, and listening to it in hindsight. When I say, you know, they say, um, I just let the music come from my soul so all my people can stay on the floor. They've got a brand new dance. You know, you got to move your muscle. I just 
spoke my testimony of all I was trying to do is make music for, for people to have a great time. Little did I know, you know, um, six months later when I got the phone call from Atlantic, I was like, out of all these songs and blues concerts and tours I've been doing all these years since I was 17 years old, God gave me this. Because I specifically wanted, when I prayed for my blessing, I said, God, give me all I, I don't want to be a millionaire if that's not your will. But let me be able to do music for the rest of my life. That was my prayer, December 21st, 2006. I got a call on January 3rd, 2007 for my record deal. And today, I still have a song that's in the top 100. You know, so God specifically answered that prayer. It was just, I didn't know what that prayer was. I didn't know how I was going to get to that point. But um, when I spoke my testimony and surrendered to God and just spoke my testimony on that record, you know, I look at it in hindsight and saying, God gave me exactly what I asked for and allowed me to speak to the world in that record. So it's all good. You know, that people are so busy what running around with a business card. And I remember they had this show called Living Color with the Wayans Brothers, and they would have these cats running around to gold chains and trying to look flash and flab, and they'd be like, bam, here's my card. And that's uh-huh. exactly what a lot us are doing. We're running around, bam, trying to put out a card, and we're running around, bam, trying to be something we're not, and bam, we're coming from everywhere. But in your lyrics, you said, you know, I'm coming from my soul. There is something inside of us, Cupid, that bears witness unto itself, and it says, you know, and that the spirit would bear witness unto itself. And again, America, again, Canada, I am not trying to do a religious show. Y'all know I'm throwed. Y'all know that I'm very spiritual. And you know I will tell you to sit your ass down and pray. And I know those two things don't seem to go together, but in my world they do. Cupid, how can we get a connection to our soul? How did you find your connection to your soul? A lot of times, man, is at that lowest point, man. A lot of times. I mean, for me, it was at that point where, I, where, you know, I was trying to do what everybody else said. I was trying to do the blueprint. Um, I was trying to do what wasn't true to me. Um, I think you find your soul when you find and you realize who you are and what your purpose is, which, of course, you know, you coach people to, to, um, to find that and to search to be able to find that purpose, because not everybody in life gets an opportunity to find their purpose. But one of the goals in life, I think, is to find out the reason why God allows you to be here. Once you find that purpose, it's easy to search deep down into yourself because you understand why you're here. And, uh, you know, for me, that, you know, maybe, haven't since, maybe since James Brown and Frankie Beverly and so on and so forth has there have been, like, records like the Cupid Shuffle and, of course, you know, 2 by 4 and the Wham Dance and these records that it don't matter where you are, it don't matter what color you are, age, when it comes on, you move. And it gives you that energy and it just takes you there. So that was the purpose. That was the purpose for me being here is to make that type of music for the world. Um, but you find your soul when you realize your purpose to me, you know, um, it's, it's when you understand what are you doing here? Like, are you here to help other people? Are you here to be a vessel? Are you here to, to you know, there's so many reasons why we're here. We just don't find it because we're too busy, you know, trying to find self-gratification or just, just gratification from friends, you know, trying to be fit in or be cool or, or let, like, like, you know, like especially in the music business, man, you can get terrorized because one day they tell you, 
They give you all these opinions on how to make a great record, and then two days later, nobody answers your phone call when they're done with you. So it's, it's real. It's, it, you got to know in deep down in your soul what you want to do with the gifts that God's giving you. So, you know, I made a comment earlier prior to uh, you joining the program, and I referenced all the flights I've had. Flights going from. North Carolina to Atlanta, from Dallas to Houston, from San Francisco to L.A., and these are typically little short flights, and sometimes it seemed that I had gone so fast, so far to get to where I had this last leg of my journey, and the minute that we get where we thought was our destination, there's this it takes longer to get the plane from the runway to the jetway than it did to go from one city to another. It, takes longer sometimes you get stuck in a holding pattern because of bad weather and it it took you an hour to fly from one city to the next but you circle the airport for about an hour before you can even land an hour and a half what has happened after you got successful after cupid shuffle became a hit after you people started recognizing your voice and your music they play you know they can name your tune in less than five notes i mean they know who cupid is what happened that day when you woke up and realized that there's a lot more to me than what I thought was the epitome of my journey? What happened when Cupid woke up that day and realized that, you know what, the Cupid Shuffle was just a step, a beautiful step, but it's only a step in a much greater journey? When did that day happen and describe it? Well, um, honest, what happened was, man, very pivotal moment in my career. Um, I, I, after I got in and after I received that blessing and Cupid Shuffle became big, I, I started to go back to the listening to the people and going back to the labels and trying to figure out what the next hit was, and we never could figure it out. And one of the biggest issues with me was vocally, man. I'm a singer. I sing for real, for real. And people would just... I was dealing with the, the oh, he just do line dance music, and, I, and not really understanding that I came from a blues background. So I attempted this show. I went on the show called The Voice, man, and I got on the show, and you know what I did was the worst thing a person can do when God bless you is I disrespected God's blessing, man. You know, I was on that show, and I wanted to get past the Cupid Shuffle and make another hit record and have another record as big as Cupid Shuffle, but I forgot that prayer. Temporarily, I forgot that prayer that I asked where I was like, hey, I want to be able to do this for the rest of my life, regardless if it's 20 songs, one song, or five songs. So when I got on the show, it didn't work out for me, man. And um, it really was God saying, listen, little boy, <laughs> you disrespected my blessings. I just told you, I gave you something that's going to last the rest of your life. Stop trying to get past what I gave you. Um, so I reevaluated that, man. And, um, and I. And, and I, I started thinking about how I lost weight on tour and how I used the line dances to lose weight. And I came up with this program called Q-Robics, which is line dance aerobics. I put it out in 23rd, February 2013, and, man, we, we moved over 12,000 DVDs across the country. And the crazy part is God put me in that lane, not for the top 10, top 40 charts, but to help people not just, not just in the clubs and the parties, but physically. So now you got kids, you got elderly people working out to my line dances and getting in shape and extending their life and getting rid of diabetes and, and fighting the battle against obesity. So it created a whole new lane of fitness 
with music, not that they're forced to listen to, because some of these programs got this music that we know we don't listen to on a daily basis. You're just doing it to exercise. We're doing it to where the stuff you hear every weekend that you dance to already. And it's amazing now, you know, to live in that overflow and just to see people just buying DVDs and getting healthy and getting well and still listening to the new music. So um, that, and once I got back from that, that reality check of, like, you can't get past you can't get past me. Everything you do got to come through me. After I got past that, man, that hit me like a brick wall, but it made me open my eyes to, like, venture off and make this thing bigger than just a line dance. So now we're changing lives, man. Wow. I, you know, the one thing that I want to camp on is the uh, you and I have some management people in common and some other principles in common, and this year we have an opportunity to do several cities around America and bring awareness to one hunger, another to life, love, and relationships, and the, the beauty of just being connected to one another um, despite race, despite gender, and despite age, just realizing that we're all one. How can people get in contact with you, Cupid, uh, via uh, and buy products and hit you up and fan you and all of that stuff? Absolutely. It's New Cupid. You know, at the beginning of the Cupid Shuffle, I say, uh, New Cupid. So you can follow mm-hmm. me, New Cupid Twitter, New Cupid Facebook, New Cupid Instagram, um, newcupidonline.com. That's my website. And also the Q-Robics. Um, for anybody out there who wants to try it out, it's C-U-R-O-B-I-K-S. That's Q-Robics. It's a Cupid Aerobics. And you'll love it. Um, you can order it online, and um, it's, a, it's an amazing program. The testimonial page will blow your mind when you see the people that's lost weight, including myself, um, off of the product. So, um, yeah, those are the ways to reach me, uh, live and direct online. I'm always online checking up on stuff. So feel free to hit me up with any questions and any comments, no doubt. Hey, man, I really appreciate you taking the time out your busy schedule. We definitely uh, look forward to doing several dates around America with you, touching and changing so many lives. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my boy Cupid. We love you, man. Love you too, my brother, always. Man, y'all be good out there. All right. Thank you. Uh, as we as we get ready to wrap up our program today, a couple of things that I want you to know is this. Life is what it is. Wherever you are and wherever you are not, be grateful that God put you in that very place. It is not an accident that the circumstances, the situation, even the people you don't like are present. Slow your roll. Check it out. Ask yourself, you know, why am I here and what's up with this right now? If God is not saying anything new to you, it's probably because you're not fully paying attention to what he's already said. So make that happen. Next thing, don't forget to join us on Sunday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard, 8.30 Eastern and uh, 5.30 Pacific Time. We have a great program and another surprise guest coming in for you. I want you to know that you are not alone. Anybody can love you. It's you. But with even that said, I want you to pay particular attention to one thing that I'm about to say, and that is, This is Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and I love you madly. Have an awesome week. Bye-bye now.